0: Field podcast audience. Welcome back this week. I am here today with Steph Tussignan. Um, If you are a mom in the world, you want to know this woman. If you are a woman in the world, you want to know this woman. I met Steph as she reached out to me. Um, And asking, you know, hey, I'm doing this thing. I've got a new podcast. I have a book. And I want to talk to the moms out there. I would tell you, women of all ages, these tools apply to you. And, um, and I had not heard of Steph yet. So I'm like, hey, give me some time to take a look at, at your information. And I'll get back to you next week. And so, she has a podcast called Parenting Differently with Gratitude. You can find it on um, her website, parent, different, ParentingDifferently.com. It'll be in our sources. It's on Spotify. I mean, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So I jumped in, I listened to some podcasts, I took a look at her website because I get a little cringy with not hear the word gratitude because I'm like, Gratitude's great, but are we feeling all of our emotions? Because I did a whole episode for those of you that have been with me in season two about weaponized gratitude, because I think there's a lot of spaces where it's weaponized and we are told not to feel all those other feelings, just be thankful. And so I'm like, I need to like vet this and make sure it's not that message because I feel very strongly about that. And I was like two minutes into the trailer and like, this is my girl. <laughs> can do this this the way he's going about this is so healthy and so important because gratitude is important and um and how we do it is important and she does a whole she has weekly mantras she um talks about mindfulness. She talks about the fact that we are not broken. She has a saying that I love is, you are a good as fuck mom. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. And it's just so, I was like, this is so balanced and encouraging and intentional. She sets weekly intentions. She talks to you about setting intentions because we can talk about all the things in the world we want to do, but without intention behind it, especially in that busy season of motherhood, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. And so she talks about that. And I was like two episodes in, I'm like, oh, yeah. This is absolutely a conversation we have to have. It ties in so well with our talking points. She talks about, you know, putting yourself first and finding your identity outside of being a mom. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. My kids are in their 20s now. Where was this woman when I was trying to tell all myself these things, but I wasn't hearing it from the culture that I was living in. So um so so excited to share Steph with you today. And don't you worry, all of these things I'm talking about are going to be um, on our website, on our sources page. We'll promote them throughout the week on our social media. You can find us on all the social media platforms. You can see us on YouTube as well as all the podcast platforms. Um, and you're going to have access to all this information from Steph. Steph describes herself as caring curious and empathetic steph welcome to the Feel podcast
1: thank you i'm like overwhelmed by that introduction
0: <laughs> good good i try one i'm like I need to do this justice this is just so cool what you're doing i love it so much we're gonna jump right into the talking points because i am really intrigued I learned a little bit about you, obviously, through listening to the podcast and reading through a website, but I'm really intrigued on how you got to this space today um, where you're helping moms and and helping women. I'm going to say helping women. Women stay tuned of all ages. You all have something to learn here from this. And it's really important. The other thing that I loved about your podcast episodes is they're short. So when you get in the car and you're driving to Gymboree or you're driving to the music lesson, or you're going to pick them up from preschool, you can pop this in and have it listened to by the time you get to your next space, and you'll have great information for the day. So I love that too. So I wanted to throw that in because I love that. But welcome Welcome, welcome, Steph. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so thankful you reached out to me. So let's start right off the bat with how to prioritize self-care in your life and what that looks like for you, because I think it's so important. You address this right up front early on in your podcast, but tell me about your journey in this and how you got there. Well, I suffered. <laughs> yeah, isn't, <laughs> That's that, the truth? isn't that usually how we get there? Yep. Yeah.
1: And I had to go through a lot of enough is enough moments to really get to a place where I was like, whoa, this is just not working. Um, Self-care for me has little to do with the acts. Like they, we are taught as a culture and it has more to do with the mindset. And there's plenty Mm. of your guests that have said this. I'm not the first one, but coming from a place of I'm a bad mom. every single day made everything worse.
0: Mm, yeah. And
1: so I needed to get to a place where that mindset mindset was, I'm a good mom that makes mistakes. Yes. And I it took, you know, it took a very committed practice, which I use gratitude for. but mm-hmm. it was about that shift. And it yes. was being patient and setting an intention, like you said, and really being like purposeful with my thoughts and yeah. the way that I looked at a bad situation or a tough situation and evaluated it. Yeah. And so self-care yeah. for me is not any kind of act or any kind of thing. It's a mindset.
0: Yeah. And I it's a
1: deliberate, deliberate mindset. And yeah. recognizing the one that you have already, and saying, "Okay, this might be where I need to do some work," and mm-hmm. then setting a goal for what you want instead.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and because and, 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 I think that intention behind it, like I said earlier, you've got you've got to have a plan in place, or it's just going to be a thing you want every day, but there's not going to be any intention. And it starts with recognizing, that like, this isn't working. I need to do something different. Um, and yep. then setting that intention behind it and you give such practical tools for that. I just, so yes, again, listeners, I know I keep saying this, but take a listen, great tools, great tips. And a lot of what we're going to be talking about today he, in just making that intention, prioritizing that that's not selfish. It's important. It makes you a better human It makes you a better woman It makes you a better mom, partner, friend, all the things. Um, and you will, you know, it, because it gives you something to give from. And so, so important. All right. Confidently setting boundaries because you're doing a lot of things now. And so what does that look like for you? What's
1: interesting about boundaries is that people always say you need to have them. Right. Yeah. And then right. it's like, but why, why don't I have them? Right. <laughs> and right. For me, it was 100% because I was a perfectionist. Mm. And so my boundaries were around, my lack of boundaries was around the idea that I needed to be perfect. And so I martyred Mm -hmm. myself for that cause. Mm
0: -hmm. No one else
1: did it to me. Mm -hmm. It might've felt that way in the past, but no one was doing that to me. I was martyring myself For the goal of perfectionism and perfection, being perfect is an unachievable goal. And so here you go. We're stuck in this cycle. And it's not just a cycle of wanting to be amazing and good and the best mother ever or the best woman ever, even. It's the shame that comes when you don't achieve that. And then you get into this spiral and you don't, it's not an upward spiral. You don't go anywhere. It's really not great but the boundaries come from accepting the fact that you're not going to be perfect. And like, that's, that's in its own self. It's little practice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I use the
1: mantra and I use the mantra. um, I don't have to be perfect to be me.
0: Mm.
1: And it's, A way to shift my perspective and to remind Mm -hmm. myself that actually the goal is to be imperfect. Yes. And I can achieve that every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so boundaries have a new meaning to me because what I'm doing is I'm saying, instead of saying yes, I'm going to say no to that. And I'm going to say no to that because I don't need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do... Everything in column A for wife, everything in column B for woman, everything in column C for mother, everything in column D for worker. I don't need to do everything in all of the columns. Yeah. I can pick and choose. And my and the way that my spreadsheet fills out, if you want to go there, is uneven. Yeah. And that's okay. That's the goal. If my right. spreadsheet's full and perfect, mm-mm. Something, something is happening here. That's not, you know, on the (laughs) show,
0: which is called (laughs) burnout. Exactly. And exhaustion (laughs) and not showing up as your best self. And yeah, I think I love you say something that I think is so important that you've chosen happiness over perfection. And I think that is like, oh my gosh. And I think too, you talked about something really important. We feel like we have to be this way. I think we forget as women that we have choices. Mm-hmm. regardless of what's being told us around it. We have a choice whether we're going to buy into that or not. We have a choice. Now there's a lot of pressure yeah. and you go, you have your um, one of your latest episodes talks about comparison and the danger of that. And we're not meant to walk somebody else's walk. We're meant to walk our walk for our life, for our family, for our kids and, and ourselves. And I, so I loved that, um, how you chose that. I'm like, that is just so important. Take the pressure off and and realize that you have choices and, and utilize those choices.
1: And I think that figuring all that stuff out comes from learning how to take a moment and self-reflect. Yeah. Yeah. And underneath everything we probably talk about today is going to be those moments. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just figure this stuff out. No. I, I did not know that I did not like decorating my house for every holiday. <laughs> I grew up yeah. with a parent that's a that was a teacher. Mm. We celebrated every single holiday to the max. Yeah. I thought this is what you did. Oh, and wow. And so I did that for sure. six, seven years of my parenthood. And it was a lot. With two Mm -hmm. kids and full time job, you know, it was a lot. Yeah. And it only it only changed when I stopped and I took a minute Mm -hmm. and I said, is this what I really want? Yeah. Do I really care about this? And it was like, oh, no, I really don't. (laughs) Like this takes a lot of time space in my house it makes me feel stressed because there's extra clutter then it takes time after the the holiday to take down and then I feel the pressure to get to a clean house after it it was making my life a little bit more chaotic than necessary yeah what I discovered when I put that down and it took a few years and my children grew up my kids chose the holidays that they really liked and then they started decorating oh I love that I know and now I have this like 10 year old who's insane about Halloween he just does Halloween he does it up and I'm like okay and I go all in on Halloween with him but you know I don't do it for him I'm just there I'm like oh I'll put a nail here or I'll buy you some more like crows He's yeah. like I need more crows. I'm like, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's so it's it's a totally different experience and I would not have <sighs> gotten there if I hadn't sat down and said, "Is this making me feel good?" <laughs> <laughs> right. I take you 2
0: seconds. Yeah, 2 seconds to be mindful. You talk about about mindfulness yes. and then like what is my body? How does my body feel right now? Am I just seized up and tense and trying to whip this out or am I feeling some calmness and some joy and some and, you know, enjoyment. And I love how you flipped it too. Now, now your son loves Halloween and something you guys are doing together. Didn't you know, you. it's yeah. completely flips the script on that. And he's going to remember that and have that such a great memory of you gave him and trusted him with that, um, with that passion, with that intention, you gave him some freedom to express. I, that's so cool. I love how you flipped that, but it is, it's just taking 30 seconds, even yeah. sometimes.
1: And when when I let go of the perfectionism around the decor, the other thing sure. I gave to him was he could do it whatever way he wanted, and I yeah. didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't care what it looks like <laughs> at sure. all. This, Absol- I'm still putting it on Instagram because I'm proud.
0: Yeah, yes, absolutely. I I love that. That's so much. And that just does so much for kids as they're developing and how they feel about how they express themselves and the confidence with which they're able to do that with. I love that. There's so much in that. All right. Taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health. Um, What are some practices that you use to process your emotions in a healthy way so they don't become stored up in your body? And that's tough to do when you're a mom. You're just like, especially, and you have a whole episode on sleep. I mean, all these things that are happening—sleep deprivation—and and I think we lose sight of the burnout and the frazzlement. I don't know if that's a word um, that we can feel, not just as moms, but as women trying to do it all and stepping back and like we got to take care of these things, or they're going to show up later. I mean, that's what happened to me. I, you know, I landed. Oh, yeah in the ER at 50 years old with all this unprocessed emotions that were showing up as physical symptoms. And there was nothing physically wrong with me. It was just a boatload of, you know, 30 plus years of <laughs> unprocessed emotions. So talk to yeah. me about your journey with that. I talked
1: I call that your enough is enough moment. Yeah. And I've, I've had three or four of those and ignored most of them or, or I got to them and said, but I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Right. So I kept going, um, looking outside myself the whole time, of course. And my final, my final one was I was working at a startup 60, 70 hours a week. I Mm. had two kids under the age of six and a husband who worked 12 hour days. We lived in the most expensive city in the country and Mm. it was so insane, but I was doing it supposedly. And Mm. My body said, no. And it was the same. My body said, no, no, you're not. And my, yeah. I, lost, my, I lost feeling in my entire left arm. Mm. And thank you, body, for not doing my right arm because I had kids. But yeah, my entire left arm was done. And I went to a masseuse and she said, you need to learn to breathe. And I was like, what? yes, right.
0: I know, I've heard that something about that. Yes, we don't we we don't breathe when we're stressed. And that's where I, I got told to start doing breathing exercises every hour to stop yeah. and do some box breathing. So yeah. I hear you. I'm like, how do we, we not follow? It over? was so interesting because she was like, I
1: really can't do any work on you because you're so tense. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and I think you should probably try some really restorative yoga. And so I started going to yoga and I was like, oh, this is really nice. It feels nourishing. And I started looking into meditation more deeply because when you're in the long poses, that's what you're doing. And meditation really was interesting to me. And, but it was not, it was bringing up a lot of really tough things. And that's what happens when you decide to wade into the water, right? I mean, mm-hmm. let's be yeah. honest. And yeah. so I was like, I need to get a therapist. And yeah. so I looked, I found a therapist that, that had a meditation background that was very into mindfulness. And I've been working with him for six years. We just mm-hmm. talked about it yesterday. He's like, how long yeah. have you been coming? I'm like, six years. He's like, wow, yeah, you've grown stuff. And yeah, everything changed because I decided to go there. Yes.
0: And it I gave was yourself courage- permission. And-,
1: and I was courageous. And it's, yes. it takes a lot of courage to do that. It, it was dicey in there.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you
1: know, it's still dicey. I have yeah. a lot of my own stuff I'm working on and it's, but it's, it's there. And so I like to look at now that I've kind of invested a little bit of that time in myself and I found that it wasn't actually scary. I mean, it was mm. hard. But it wasn't yeah. detrimental. Um, all emotions are welcome.
0: Yes, and there's no such thing as a bad emotion. There's no. Signals. There's comfortable and yes. uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's a great way to put it.
1: Yep. And I just actually edited a an episode of the podcast that's will be out when this comes out. That it, we, I did a visualization with people where I said, "Okay, mm. take a neutral object in your house, just like a hair tie. Take." That stressful situation you've been thinking about, let's infuse that hair tie with that stressful situation. Let's put it down in a neutral place in your house. Now let's take up like a chapstick, another neutral item, and fill it with everything positive that you're looking forward to tomorrow. Right? Mm -hmm. And now place that on the windowsill next to the hair tie. And I want you to look at them. They're both there. They're both part of a well-lived life. They are both not better or worse than one another they just are. And sure you can pick one up and feel their intensity and you can pick up the other one and feel the intensity. But in reality, their intensities are actually the same chemical makeup that goes through your body. Mm -hmm. That's just been proven. It's like excitement and stress, same exact thing in your body. Yeah, And so, and you can put in the show notes that study, but it's just when we look at those stressful emotions or the uncomfortable ones and the comfortable ones as both welcome everything just becomes a little bit easier yes and yeah
0: and we quit fighting it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and temporary
0: right yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I I know what you, I, I've been in therapy, well, my third round of therapy, but this one I've been in three plus years and it was just that whole, you said something so important earlier, they just are. And my therapist kept yeah. working with me because I was very hypervigilant. I very much rated types of emotions and the way yeah. I experienced them in terms of importance or you know, all those things. And I was able to finally be like, I can sit in all of this and welcome it all and process it all. And yeah. something that it's, that's really helped me. I will write down how I'm I ha, in my journaling. I write down how I'm feeling today, every day. And it's all the emotions that I'm feeling. And everything that I think that's really interesting is every single day, There is room in all of it for being grateful, for being thankful, for being hopeful. Those are always in there every day. But so is like, I'm feeling anxious. I'm really tired. I'm discouraged. And I identify all those different things. So I'm not denying anything. And it allows me to welcome them all in. And that has helped my gratefulness and my just whole practice of this realization of like, it's not a dualistic thing. Um, And we can sit and feel all those things. Um, so thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. And yes, with that study will be in the show notes because it's so important. When you look at that, I saw it when it first came out. I was like, that's so interesting because that is not what our minds are telling us about that. But yet here it is showing up chemically in our body the same exact yeah. way. I'm like, that's fascinating. Body is fascinating. and But we got to listen to it and see it as our friend and see those emotions as signals of things that need to be walked through and, and dealt with. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right. How can we support ourselves and other women in living unapologetically? And you're kind of you're doing it. <laughs> like you're doing it. Like you're literally like walking this out. So talk to me about that and how you got to this spot of like I think I can help here.
1: Well, that's yeah, we should start there. I am actually a, a professional nanny of 20 years. So okay. I've been working with families for a long time, sure. and being that support system, being that sh- that shoulder to cry on, and the yeah. person that like literally tells people, "No, that's normal. You're doing okay." Mm. Like that's your job, right? Right. It's, no, that's normal. Oh, your child's wonderful. What? No, you're doing great. And so, I'm. That's my background, and I love to say that when I com- when it comes to supporting ourselves and other women. We could talk about comparison again, right? Sure. Um, But I, I like to spin that around, and I like to say, Melissa and I and all the other moms, you know, we all chatted and we all agreed that you're fucking awesome.
0: And the <laughs> thing is, is yeah. that
1: is that moms are always jealous of each other because we think other moms are amazing. Yeah, and we're missing that part, like we're so, and let's be honest, shame is, is very seductive. So, you know, I'm not going to overlook that. It's extremely seductive, but if we can look at, or if we can listen to our bestie, when she says you're doing awesome and Mm -hmm. actually take it in as true,
0: comparison's
1: not a big deal. Comparison is just other people telling us that we're awesome.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that! I love that flip on that. That's such a great flip. That's so important, and just an idea of like you can take this thing and make it whatever you want it to be, and and what it should be, and how it's healthiest for you. I love that. That's such. Oh, thank you so much for that. All Mm -hmm. right, the importance of setting and coming back to your why slash your values and everything you do, and kind of you know how do how do you identify that and and set that stage for yourself and and your family and the choices you make. So what's interesting is that for
1: a long time, when I was really hitting those enough is enough moments, and I didn't know what to do, I went to books. I went to parenting Mm. books. I went to parenting workshops. I furthered my career as a nanny, actually, like it was good. Um, But I was so, so still struggling. And the reason Mm. I was struggling is because one, I was being unintentional right? Mm. I was just trying to fix, 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 fix. And I was sure. like, this is not right. I know it's not right. Um, and so I really found more, sl- I found more strength once I decided that I wanted to be a better parent. Mm. And I know that that sounds like mm, not so great, but it was a great place for me to start because sure. what I did was I slowed down enough to actually just be intentional so there's right. that. But as I went along my journey and I started to, to look inside instead of outside myself, I yeah. realized that being a better parent really was actually just as hurtful because that meant I wasn't one. Right. And so Right. And so I needed to relook at that intention and really decide what did I want? And so for me... I took the parent right out. I said, Mm. I need to just look at what I want, like me. Yes. Yeah. And I just wanted to be a happier human, Mm. right? I just wanted Mm -hmm. to be a happier human. And things like holiday decorations and, you know, PTA meetings weren't making me happy. Yeah. They just weren't. And so I was like, I need to just stop doing these things. And I'm so my intent, my intention became to be a happier human. Mm. And that was so much stronger than my drive for perfection ever was and mm. my need for being better or to fix because it changed the lens I viewed all my choices through. Yes. And so now I call it my good as fuck mom intention. And I think yeah. all moms and all women, good as fuck women, should set an intention And really like, let's name it that because it really takes, it gives it importance. Mm -hmm. It makes it like, yeah. And it also, you know, like I look at it, I check it, you know, every year and I make sure, does this feel right to me? And it, it still
0: does for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's so important. And just it's like, does this line up? And if it doesn't line up, all right, that that, that's not where we're going. And that's okay, because it doesn't matter what Susie next door is doing. She's got it covered for me. I don't need to cover everything. Uh, Yeah, I love that. That's so good. All right. um, Living out of your own expectations versus others. You talk about in the podcast, your podcast, about how I've been a nanny for all these years, which automatically means parent will be easy parenting. I will be wonderful because I've got all this experience. Um, So you had your own expectation you're dealing with not to mention expectations of the world in general on women. So talk Mm -hmm. to me about expectations and learning how to live out of your own adjusting them accordingly and, and versus others.
1: Yeah. I think that um, it's not really about too high or too low of expectations and it's about learning how to ground your expectations and mm. in your intention. Yeah. 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 I mean, our happiness is held at the mercy of always trying to control an outcome, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, my you. yes. And so if you're
1: trying to control an outcome, yeah, no, no, it's not going to turn out how you think it's going to turn out. And so we have to be intentional about even our expectations. And as a parent, that is actually a great thing to do with your kids too. Right. Because having this, having cultural, this is a good example, having cultural in expectations around your kids sometimes could set you up for failure or feeling like a failure. Mm, yeah. I didn't teach my 10-year-old how to tie his shoes. I don't think tell I taught my, I didn't teach my 14 year old how to tie their shoes, his shoes either. Yeah. yeah. No, I said, you know what? I'm having, I'm struggling with this. This is the busiest time of day for us. We're trying to leave the house and I'm trying to teach something and they're not really into it. Like they don't, no. they're not like, and it could have been my delivery. Cause I was rushed. Who knows? <laughs> and I was like, this is something where I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm going to ground my expectation and what I want. And what I want is to get out of this house without making these children upset and sad before they yes. go to school, just because I'm getting more and more triggered, right? Right. And right. so I bought them slip-on shoes. I brought them Velcro shoes and they wore them for years. And when they were ready, they learned how to tie their shoes yes. on their own. Yeah. I, my youngest, his best friend taught him. <laughs> works fine it's like, absolutely it's the cultural expectation that it's my yeah. job to teach them that not necessarily like right. this is not a world in which we have no shoes with velcro anymore right <laughs> absolutely like, this is this is a world in which we can totally wear slip-on shoes until you're 30 like oh, not an issue not yeah. an issue my younger one doesn't ride a bike he doesn't yeah we have not been able to do that as a family with him. Not yeah. happening. My yeah. older one rides a bike. Not an issue. We've decided oh, that that's kids. how it is, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. so it's not really, like, I. sometimes I want to say, like, lower your expectations to moms, just because I feel like we do put a lot of expectations on our kids. We um, do. But I think that we really need to look at that more like I said, it's it's you gotta ground your expectations. Ground your expectations in their development. Ground yes. your expectations in empathy. Ground your expectations in compassion. There's other things that you can ground your expectations in besides yeah. the cultural norm.
0: Yeah, I love that, and those are yeah. two great examples of just timeless expectations that have been out there. And it's that's just random. so important. It is random. I mean, and I had I saw it with my own kids. My my oldest, she literally just taught herself how to tie her shoes. And she did it at an early age. And I was like, oh, great. Okay. Cool. My middle one wasn't as concerned about it. I think her and her best friend worked it out by second grade. But it you know, just wasn't something um, she was losing sleep over. And I think that's another thing. Look at your kid, too, and where they are. Mm-hmm. Every kid's wired differently, wants different things, cares about different things. Um, and so... You know, take a look at that too. Some of them care more about riding bikes and and doing those things than others. Some of them are like, mm, just not my thing. I'd rather just run around and be on my scooter and throw on my velcro shoes and call it a day and be perfectly yeah. happy and there's nothing That's wrong true. with that um and i think too especially when you you know my youngest she was just trying to keep up with the other two so she wanted to do all the things because she would, right. you know because she was just chasing after and wanting to be part of what they were doing but yeah even looking look at each kid and but i love that you spoke to those two things i think it's so important we put so much pressure on ourselves and how many times have we seen the kids on the sidewalk crying <laughs> Well, they're trying, the parents are behind him on the bike and nobody wants to be there, but they feel no. like it has to
1: be done. Gosh. Oh my gosh. That yeah. was like me putting up Christmas decorations, like screaming <laughs> and crying and like <laughs> flipping out. And it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Or the other the other um, example I use for expectations, and it's more a mindset thing for moms or even really just anyone, is is right. the idea that we have to cook seven nights a week. Yes. And then if we order takeout, we are lazy. We literally call ourselves lazy. and I hate that word. (laughs) Oh, my God. Or let's look at the week and let's say out loud, do I want to cook every night of the week? No, I don't. Okay. Do I want to get takeout two nights a week? Do I want my partner to cook one night a week, five nights a week? What is the next step here? And then yes. when you have grounded yourself in that conversation and those expectations that two nights a week we're getting takeout, one night a week I'm cooking, two nights you're, you know, we figured yes. that out. The lazy word goes away on the night you get takeout. All of a Absolutely. sudden, it's, you're free. Free. And you're like, yes. this is the best because I'm getting takeout because it's our night to get takeout. You know, yeah. it's you're not lazy. That's just part no. of the routine.
0: Yeah, and it takes a shame out of it too. And just because I don't like to cook, I do not like to cook. My husband um, currently does most, if not all, the cooking. There was a time for about 10 years where I did more of it because I was at home and he was still working full time. The kids talk about that. They're like, oh, remember when mom used to cook? (laughs) <laughs> I literally had like a three or four meal rotation because that's, that's just all I wanted to do. But I love that. Let's just name it, call it, take the shame off it, take the expectation off it. What works for our family? What works for me? Right. What works? You know, I love that. Great. Oh, such good stuff. I'm so glad you brought that one up. All right. Accepting the layered aspects of ourselves. That's all the stuff that makes us who we are. Talk to me about your journey with layers
1: that's an interesting one because I think that without my gratitude practice, I wouldn't have been able to get to where I am, um, with my identity work. So Mm. making a list. So typically I make a list of five to 10 things I'm grateful for every morning. And I do change because you have to really focus on the intensity over the number, um, Mm. making that list Taught me to look over my yesterdays and to really see what was working and to let go of the tantrum and target or what was clouding my mind. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, it made me actually like a lot more mindful. I mean, it yeah. did. It just it had to because I was like in moments and going, wow, oh, this is going to be good for my gratitude list. And during that time, I realized that. I wasn't just a type A mom. So I've always considered myself a type A mom and I use it in a positive way now. Um, But I wasn't just a type A mom. I actually am very much a free spirit Mm. and a type A. So I'm a type A free spirit and I don't need to deny either parts of the those parts of me those parts of me can be together I know they feel opposite but in mm-hmm. my body and in my soul they're not they're what makes mm. me me and there is room for and mm, and there's not yes. It's this is that and versus or conversation um, yeah. and I think that we have many layers that we deny because they don't feel like they fit even if they are true. Right. We decide that that can be true. Right. Well, because it feels weird. Like how can I be a free spirit and be super type A and have like, keep a spreadsheet of like Christmas gifts. And it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know, but that's what I do. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's yeah, it's really like, but without that mindfulness to notice and to come to a place of acceptance around that, um, Mm -hmm. I would be still fighting that battle
0: inside. Yeah, I love that that place of acceptance. And I also love too how you identify those two very that seem very different things. But I also remembering we might show up in one context with our girlfriends in one way and show up with our kids in another way and with our partners some other way and our job some other way. And those are all parts of us. And we don't Mm -hmm. have to show up the same way everywhere, nor nor should we or or we're truly not diving into all the pieces of who we are. But I it, it, it begins with that acceptance and being okay with that. And and I think the practices you've put into place just are so helpful in that space and remembering to, you know you talked about curious as one of your character traits yeah. continue to be curious continue to be look at your days with curiosity not criticism change your c words <laughs> and you know yeah. instead of being critical be curious how did i get here What And what did I learn from that and moving forward that I can maybe, if I want to show up differently, can, or I can see it coming, but trading in, you know, criticism for curiosity, I think is really important in our layered journey too. And then that helps us to be grateful rather than um, beating up on ourselves. It's all tied together. It just goes back to that taking time to be mindful and reflecting that we talked about earlier. Um, All right. In living out feel, finding empowerment, embracing layers, how does this affect your relationship with yourself and then in turn relationship with others? Yeah, I mean, I think that it comes down to acceptance. Mm -hmm. It's so
1: interesting. And I mean, we have been in the past three, four years, we've been through a lot as a society. And I, I fought it for so long when the pandemic hit. And it was so hard for me, especially being a type A. Sure. And I had after, you know, things died down and my kids went back to school and my husband finally went back to work. I had these whiplash moments
0: where Mm. he would
1: stay home, you know, he didn't want to go in. So he would stay home or my kids would be sick and I would get like almost like this panic panic.
0: It was like panic inside
1: where I was like, this is going to, it's going to happen again. I know We're it, like, going no, one's gonna <laughs> no one's going to leave. No one's going to leave. I'm never going to get anything that I want done. I can't nourish myself. I like, it was very much post-traumatic, yeah. like panic. And yeah, it took, it took the practice of really noticing those negative times and really saying, okay, just, you know, allow, breathe, be there. And it took time. And between those two, now, when I, when my husband says, no, it's raining, I'm not going to work today. I'm like, okay. And I actually really mean it. Right. Like I actually, am like, I don't care still. Yeah. And it's like, oh shoot, this is acceptance in action. (laughs) Oh yes. my, My kids are home. Cause it's crazy right now and it's just like it's the winter and they're getting cold and I'm like okay you know let's let's board, play a board game and I put aside my work and I because I know I'm gonna get back to it and I know it's gonna be okay and yeah. it it's yeah that's what the work can give you that's yeah. the end result is this like everything's gonna be okay
0: mm. <laughs> yes well, and you live yeah. in a part of the you live in a part of the country that shut down, like yes, shut down for yeah. a long time, probably yeah, longer than most most other spaces. Yeah, and it's so awful. that can be really hard on a day to day basis. They say a lot of times in parenthood that the years are short, but the days are long. The days are long. <laughs> and when, and yes. especially when you're dealing with the unknown, um, yes. where you can't see an end in sight. So I think that's such important time. And a lot of, I think everybody in some form just took stock of their life and where they were and what was making them happy and what wasn't and what yes. was working and what wasn't because we had time to sit and think for a moment. Mm-hmm. And that got very uncomfortable at first, um, like we reflected on earlier. This is not easy work. But also, I think some really important practices for individuals and collective groups, organizations came out of it that, they're, that make us better feeling about our life, about how we're going about it and learn things about ourselves and forced us to peel back some layers and like, OK, what do I need to do to embrace this? How do I find empowerment in this moment where it feels like a total frenzy and I've got no end game, end mark of, of yeah. when this is going to switch over? And then I think you dealt with something, too. And I had a conversation with this um, with Sarah from Clay Health a while back about how this is we're going to see some effects of this in our Children, our teenagers, our twenty somethings—you know—adults are kind of working through it right now. That are going to be really interesting to see how it unfolds over the years, because—and yes. it all depends on the dynamic you were in, how your families handled it, what you had available to you. But yeah, it, it was an interesting time, and I love how you speak to that, how you were able to j- kind of journey through that, and and be like, okay, and the PTSD. I think, you know, people don't talk about that. They're like, all right, we're back. Let's go. And they don't talk Mm -mm. about the PTSD that comes with it that has to be dealt with. Yeah. And it was it was shocking. Yeah, (laughs) it was. Yeah,
1: for me. I, I, yeah. And, but I also was so incredibly, incredibly grateful for all of the research I had done on mindfulness and gratitude during the pandemic. Uh, I wrote being type A, that's what I did. I wrote 500 words a day. It was the thing that kept me sane because I needed a schedule. I needed a goal every day. Mm. And it was my way of carving out a little bit of something for me, something that I could feel like I was contributing and to give back and also just to learn and grow during this time that felt so tight and really with no space to grow. Um, yeah. And so thankfully that is what helped me with my post-traumatic growth in the end. It was like, I planted the seed and now it's sprouted and it's such yeah. it's so different now. And I'm so grateful for that. It's yeah.
0: I'm so grateful for that. I wouldn't want to ever yeah. do it again, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a silver lining. No. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think a lot of people feel that way. And and yeah, and it just how that work is, look how it's evolved now and what you're yes. doing now. So right. yeah, I, and I can relate to that. That's kind of similar to where I'm at. All right. Um, we're down to the rapid fire. Name five activities that nourish you. So I paint. And I specifically
1: paint mm-hmm. flowers. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say painting flowers. Um, walking outside. I do my hot mom walk every day, as I call it. Mm-hmm. And um, baking with my kids. Um, yeah, baking. And really, I take really long hot baths. And mm-hmm. I cherish them because we're in a drought. So it's like, you know, every <laughs> once in a while. And I really love it. Um, and the final one is, oh, I've started to do this thing where I dance in the kitchen oh. and it's my way of saying it's my way of practicing imperfect parenting because mm. I mean, I do it in the kitchen because that's where all the like to do's are, you know, yeah. and sort of like the uh, F you full sink and dirty floor <laughs> and clutter on the <laughs> dining room table and turn up the Taylor Swift and let's go. Absolutely.
0: Well, and I love too. Yeah. it's good for our kids to see us having fun. I think as parents, sometimes oh, yeah. we forget that we get to, we can still have fun being a parent. Yeah. But so many times, uh, and I was guilty of that. Um, and I grew oh, up in hard. a household where um, my mom did not have fun and there was no mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> And it was yeah. like, so it's so good for the, I think, for, to see that and remember that part of yourself, because that's that's part of who we are. And it's an important part. And um, I think it keeps us grounded. All right. Five words on how you want to feel the next six months. Huh.
1: I think it's much more of the same. I mean, I want to feel kindness and compassion, um, gratitude. And I want to feel inspired um, mm. and I want to keep I want to keep the feeling of
0: of enough mm. going. yes yeah I love that. I love that enough. yeah and if we could absolutely if we could keep that at the forefront um instead of this more, but no enough mm-hmm. enough. I love well, that Thank you so much. That's what a practice of gratitude does,
1: right It turns. Yeah what we don't have into I mean, what we don't, what we're wanting, what we're wanting, we yeah. say, forget it. And we turn and we look at what we already have as enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And who we already are as enough. yes I think that's yes. really important. Absolutely. All right. Steph, thank you so much. For this time today. This is so valuable. What you're doing is so important. Um, podcast audience, again, go to our show notes, go to our resources on our um, website, embracinglayers.com. Check us out on all the socials. We will have all of this information we'll be sharing throughout the time leading up to the episode and the um, two weeks where it's the main episode that we're featuring. So many good things. Check out what Steph's doing. Listen to the episodes What. Woman, at any stage in your life, this stuff is helpful. This stuff is important. It ties into keeping us grounded and keeping us um focused on all we bring to the world and the good and how we're made is, is valuable and important and unique and enough. I love that. I'm going to, that's going to be my takeaway. Um, as we wrap this up is, is, is the enough piece. So thanks so much Steph, for this time. Um, like I said, audience, you don't want to miss this stuff. It is great tools. It's great information. It's practical. It's a applicable. and um, so make sure you go to her website. She's got blogs. She's got all kinds of tools on there that you can participate along, um, with her on this journey. Um, and if you have any questions about any of it, um, you can email us at embracinglayers at gmail.com. You can DM us at embracing layers and when we can get you connected, but, um, thanks again, Steph for your time today and podcast audience. Have a great week.